I help and empower women like you to become strong, confident and the very best version of themselves. So if you're ready for a fun, some laughs and to learn about all things training, nutrition, mindset and everything in between, then you've come to the right place. Get ready to become your best self. Hello and welcome to the Become Your Best Self podcast with me, Becky. So today's episode is all about... God, that was a really good start. All about navigating social situations when you're in a fat loss phase. So at this time of year, it is rife. Social occasions are coming out of our ears. We've got family gatherings, we've got work nights out, we've got parties, we've got drinks with friends, drinks with colleagues, drinks with family, drinks, 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 food, 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 food. And it is so hard to navigate your fat loss goals when you're uninformed and unsupported. So in this episode, what I'm aiming to give you is a little bit of guidance, a little bit of help on how you can all navigate, I can't even speak guys, Jesus, navigate these social situations along the festive season and all year round. Because if you can do this at Christmas, you will have cultivated all the habits, the boundaries, just the vibe, the knowledge that you can 100% do this all year round if you wish to do so. So a little bit of a caveat, um, I'm not asking you to do all of these things, I'm not asking you to do any if you don't want to, but I'm just going to give you the information, the tools that you can, any social situation, and know that you can be an advocate for yourself, for your goals and what you want to achieve, but still most importantly, underline this in big bold pen, enjoy yourself, eat the food you love and have the very best time. Let's get into it. So number one, of the approaches that I love is choosing your indulgences. So this is recognising that to progress in your goals, unfortunately, you can't say yes to absolutely everything that you want. But what you can do here is that really important reframe and mindset shift that even though you're not saying yes to everything you want, what you're actually doing is saying yes to your goals and your future self will be thankful for you for that. So by choosing your indulgences, I'm not saying restrict yourself, don't eat anything, eat celery sticks, drink sparkling water. I'm saying that you can still have those couple of glasses of wine or ice cream on a Friday night. You can enjoy that bougie brunch with the girls or a lovely day out with the kids, but you can't have it all. So you need to be choosing what's important for you because you don't need everything and you can't have absolutely everything if your goal is fat loss. So for example, Um, you've got your works night out coming up and there's a three course meal. So you could choose a starter and a main or a main and a dessert instead of that three slap up course meal alongside a cheese board. And then maybe in alcohol wise, you could have a couple of glasses of Prosecco and then move on to vodka, lime and soda instead of those really sugary, high calorie cocktails. And it's compromising on these details that will save you so many calories it hurts and can genuinely the difference difference oh my gosh it's going really well difference between maintaining and losing fat when you are choosing your indulgences just try and make note and look at where you can make the healthier alternative where where applicable so for example i'm not that fussed on a starter but if i'm gonna have a starter maybe i go for soup for your main, maybe go for something obviously like a lean protein, so beef, chicken, beef's not really that lean, steak, fillet, fillet, fillet a steak, um, yeah, a lean protein, chicken, fish, and then I'm not, I ain't compromising on my dessert, Hans, that's for sure, I ain't going for the, for the fruit salad, 
So, you know, choose your indulgences. For me, it absolutely, I'll be going for a sticky toffee pudding and I won't be sharing. So it's that kind of vibe that we've got here. I'm not saying restrict yourself, don't eat anything, because that's no way to live. But it's about compromising and making those wise choices where you can. Um, another thing that I absolutely love and a concept that I love, which is a little bit more cutthroat than the choosing your indulgences, is the fuck yes or fuck no. So in this one, it's festive. So if someone offers you a mulled wine, but you're not a huge fan, it's a no. If you're partial to a mince pie, but you actually had one two days earlier and you aren't really fancying it and are kind of full, it's a no. But if you have waited literally all year for the Greg's Festive Bake to come into stores and you can't physically contain your excitement, it's a yes. Do you get my point here? Um, something else to consider is that the third, the first few bites of our indulgence are always the best. It's a firm fuck yes. You're salivating over it. It's amazing. But... After a few bites, our indulgences might turn a bit sickly, a bit sticky, a bit cold, and we just aren't enjoying it as much as we were previously. So actually, that's really changing our minds, and it's now a no. Now, this is going to be a little bit controversial, but I don't care. You have absolute permission to stop eating and throw whatever your indulgences was. If, for example, it's the Greg's Festive Bake, you have absolute permission when that festive bake ain't, ain't tickling your pickle, to stop and throw it away. Or what I like to do as I absolutely hate waste is give it to someone else to finish, aka rich. Something dog friendly, which is, it's not going to be, realistically, the dogs. The concept here is make the most of your enjoyment, but as soon as that stops, you stop. This is something that can be applied to absolutely everything. That brownie that you ordered, um, the beautiful beefy boys burger that would happen with that. I know it would because we always order it. Love the beefy boys. I order it. I'm literally like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I'm struggling to finish it. You can stop. And it's about practicing when to stop. In fact, all of you, when this happens, if you're on date night with family, I don't care. When this happens, you text me. You say, I'm starting. It's starting to turn into a fuck now. Beck, Beck, it's starting. And I'll go stop. Stop, my friend, stop. Um, that's obviously just my clients, not every single person who listens to this podcast, because that would be uh, a little bit too much. It's in beautifully, I've kind of just said it, is the law of diminishing return. So it's li- really linked to choosing your indulgences and the fuck yes, fuck no. But it's the observation that you get more enjoyment from that first slice of pizza than the third, fourth, or even fifth slice of pizza. And to apply this when eating, ask yourself, what is the next bite going to bring you that the one before didn't? When the answer is not very much, stop. So this will happen, this will help, sorry, with how we can all manage overeating on your indulgences when they're not serving you. This is something that I really, I'll put my hands up, I really, really struggle with this. It's took years. Um, and it's not disordered eating. It's not depriving ourselves from anything. It's stopping when we're full and when that enjoyment of that food has completely maximised. Because nine out of ten, you ain't getting that at a bowl of salad, are you? It's going to be something high in calorie, i.e. pizza, burger, etc. And you are having your next like, little indulgent meal. Maybe you've got a Domino's planned at the weekend. Or maybe you're going out to Beefy Boys. Literally, all, all I love is burgers and pizzas, clearly. Um, just think of this and give it a go. And please let me know how you got on and if it worked for you. My next little tip is something that I am not going to say that I practice what I preach, but it is managing your alcohol. So 
my ideas and concepts here is that you need to be setting boundaries before you go. Pick a drink, a drink limit and stick to it. So your calorie tracker, if you are tracking your calories, will give you a rough idea of how many you can fit into your daily um, quota. So low calorie drink alternatives, which are really good, are gin and slimline tonics, vodka lime and sodas or Diet Cokes and Prosecco. So for example, Prosecco has roughly 85 calories per glass. If you were to consume 10 glasses, it's around 850 calories. Now, I'm obviously not advocating or saying to drink this, but on a night out, it's probably easily done. So you can kind of see what I mean. The consuming those sickly porn star martinis and strawberry daiquiris that we all know and love, which are literally about 400 calories pop, just consider maybe having one of them, if they if that is truly your fuck yes and your indulgence, and then going on to vodka lime sodas, Prosecco, things like that. And that will just help you slightly take down just making the, in fairness, it's making the best out of the situation you're in. We're not saying no to everything. We're saying yeah. And then we're going to be acting more in line with your goals. I'm not saying you're going to be staying in a deficit, but my next tip may help you be able to achieve this. Banking or cycling calories. This one is for someone who is a tracker. So if you have a social event coming up in the week, banking and cycling your calories can be a really good method to manage this when you have fat loss goals. So for example, we'll go back to my 10 glasses of Prosecco. So I want to consume 850 calories, which divided over five days is 170. And this can be banked from your weekly calories overall. So that's 850 calories that I can consume on top of my existing daily calorie target, which is great for social occasions, but you do want that extra bit of flexibility. And how I would do this is taking 170 calories away from my daily calories for five days. So I would only ever recommend banking 100 to 200 calories per day if this is a method you would like to try. But for example, if I banked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if my calorie target was 1800 calories, if I uh, ate 1600 calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that would bank. Please don't do my math. I think I've actually got like PTSD from school. I just had to pause then and check what 200 times five was. It is a thousand, just to confirm. I knew this. I'm not that inept, but I think it, I think I've got some some type of trauma, some mathematical trauma. Anyway, if I was to bank 200 calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that would be an extra thousand calories that I could consume on Saturday, on top of my already existing 800 cal- 1800 calorie targets. That's 2,800 calories that I consume that day and still be in a deficit over the entire week. Um, So that's a really good tool to use um, if you do have social occasions and you do want to kind of monitor and watch what you're eating and what you're consuming and you still want to achieve fat loss through this time of year, through your social occasions. Um, It's really manageable. If you are a smaller woman, and you are on 1600 calories, for example, because naturally you will have to eat less to lose fat. That could be a little bit tricky, eating 1400 calories Monday to Friday. That's not a lot of food. So to do, I'm not saying it's not impossible in any shape or form, like people do it. Um, but what I, my tip for this, for the Monday to Friday is volume eating. So you would be eating all the salads, all the veggies, really bulking up your meals with those foods. Obviously, you'd have your lean source of protein and carbohydrates as well. Never cut anything out like that. But 
that is how you would manage that and maneuver that to fit into your calorie and your macronutrient targets while still being in that still uh, while still being in that deficit. My next little one is challenge your inner social butterfly. I really think, why do you like to go out and socialise? Why do you like to go out and eat? So you get around 50% of the enjoyment from the actual anticipation of a delicious meal, drink, food, meeting up with friends, family, the occasion in itself. So really give yourself time to look forward to the meal and always eat and drink mindfully and presently. You will 100% enjoy it more. Another note is usually the enjoyment and excitement of eating out is the actual social element because you enjoy having your food cooked for you and not having to wash up for one. But also spending that interrupted time with family, friends, loved ones. And the basis isn't on the food in front of you. It's what you're actually doing, taking time out of your day to go and visit or spend time with those loved ones. And that's something I think we all really need to sit and think about. Enjoyment doesn't always have to come from the most high-calorie-dense, fatty form of food. We can choose the lower-calorie, healthier, quote-unquote, alternatives and have an equally lovely time. So really try to consider your calorie and macronutrient goals whilst doing this. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to be the food that we're looking forward to. It's the whole experience itself. On the topic of eating out, something that is a bit of a taboo subject and some people love some people hate are the calories on menus now for people who are in a fat loss phase and who aren't triggered um calories on menus can be so so helpful and they'll help you choose more mindfully and a lot more easily if your goal is fat loss because you can clearly see the calories on the menus and what each meal or item is now just be aware that they are a not something that is you know a hundred percent correct but, I mean, we can say that about everything. Um, so, yeah, that can be a really nice tool to use. For example, if you are going to somewhere more mainstream, Nando, somewhere that does offer that option. Like, do, if, you, if your goal is fat loss and you are calorie tracking, use, use it as a tool. Because it is actually quite eye-opening. Because you can think that you're making that great option by having the Caesar salad. When actually, you should have been having the gammon eggs and chips because it's actually less. You can tell that I've been making that mistake for years might be slightly bitter about it. My final point, a point point that I'm going to be making for you today is the no guilt club. And no matter what approach you use in any social occasion over Christmas, now, in the future, in five years time, this is something that I want every single one of you to listen and practice. As much as we can go into any occasion, any meal, any plan, anything, with a clear vision on how you want to approach it sometimes it just doesn't happen and it just doesn't work and you might overeat and this is how you need to respond to it so you ate a little too much you overindulged shall we say you didn't kick a kitten or burn down an orphanage you need to chill out move on don't let it ruin your day and do not ruminate on it the reason why this is so important is one it's not healthy. I don't want any of you ever feeling guilty or disappointed in yourself or any of any of those negative feelings and emotions for simply consuming more calories than you should. Life is way too fucking short for that for one. But I'm not just going to tell you that. I'm going to give you some methods and tools on how we can respond and we can reset. 
and the reason I really emphasize this is that if you do overeat, overdrink, whatever, it's how you respond that matters the actual most, not the few hundred more calories you consumed. So there's a really nice quote that I absolutely love, and it's, you don't drown by falling in the river, you drown by staying submerged. I don't know who said it. I heard it from the fitness professional. I'm going to find out who said it. Now I wish I'd never looked to see who said it, because I'm going to absolutely obliterate their name. Paolo Coelho. A great quote, love it. You don't drown by falling in the river, you drown by staying submerged. So get yourself out of that damn river. You'll quickly dry off and it won't impact your long-term progress. So I want you to always reset and remember this after indulging at the weekend or overindulging at a social occasion and just thinking, fuck it, and get back into your usual routine the next meal or the day after. It's continuing to choose these unhealthy, calorie-dense foods and slobbing, feeling sorry for yourself on Netflix for the days and weeks that follow. This doesn't align with your goals and that actually will impact your progress, not a couple of meals. Is the basis of the all-or-nothing mentality and this is something that I'm so, so passionate about. Just because you overindulge or you overeat in that one meal, in that weekend, it does not mean you need to fuck it all, throw it all away and just start again Monday, next month, etc. That is what I really want to help every single one of you work through. Pick yourself up, brush yourself off, or if you love that quote, dry yourself off, and focus on your next meal or the very next day. And the all or nothing mentality is something we really want to navigate correctly and move away from. I'd love for you all to be able to master the art of choosing our indulgences, enjoying them, appreciating them, and then continuing in our normal routine. And this is the moment when dieting won't feel like dieting ever again. So if you found this useful, please let me know. All of the usual things that, you know, people on podcasts say, follow, rate, subscribe, I don't know, comment, I don't know, all of that, all of that crap. But most importantly, my final group coaching programme of this year starts on Monday, the 4th of December. And if this episode resonated with you, if you found it useful, if you're like, God, I really want to implement all of this and you'd like some help doing this, which I would highly recommend, obviously, um, then please pop into my DMs, DM me Xmas, and I can send you all of the information. The link to sign up is in my bio as I'm recording this, which is on Tuesday, the 21st of November. We only have two spaces left. I think I'm going to have to open up some more realistically. But the reason why numbers are capped and the reason I see it as so important as keeping numbers so low is because of the heavy one-to-one element that is um, part of this program. So yes, it's called group coaching. It is really more of a hybrid. So there's strong one-to-one elements and group coaching elements here. So it is the best of both worlds. We have one-to-one weekly check-ins. We've got an amazing group WhatsApp, which is so supportive, active, but not annoying, which is key here. (laughs) Genuinely, like, just such a lovely, supportive place to be. So, as I said, if you'd like some more information, DM me Xmas. Um, There's loads of information over on my Instagram, which is at Coach by Becky, and the link to sign up is in my bio. But any questions, I'm very, very friendly, as I hope you all know by now. So just reach out and ask me anything you like and I'll be more than happy to help. Anyway, that's enough of me waffling on. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will speak to you all very, very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Come Your Best Self podcast. If you could please rate and review the podcast, share this episode with any friends or family that you think may need it 
where I am under Coach by Becky on Instagram. For more information on how to work with me, the link to do so is in my bio.